Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, want to apologize ahead of time for anything that might be said on the air today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, Van Camp has been a gamer all week. He's been hopped up on pain medication uh, because of an injury yeah. uh, that he sustained earlier in the week by mm-hmm. just doing a good deed. Yeah. Um, and you really hopped up today. Uh, yeah, today I'm, uh, I'm all on the uh, not only goofballs, but on muscle relaxers. So I'm feeling loose. Might drop a few F-bombs and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, what's, the, what's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> I mean, we do have a delay button, except that Van Camp's in charge of that. Yeah. So Outside yeah. of that, I think it's going to be a lot of fun today. There's a lot of lot to get to. Where do you want to start, David? I'm just going to let you run the yeah. thing. All right. Uh, well, Joe Biden is getting ready to hit the campaign trail in earnest now for 2024. Uh, he's starting off on the anniversary of a dark day in American history, <laughs> January 6th. Are they going to compare it again to 9-11 in Pearl Harbor? Of course yes. they are. Yes. And Trump will be Hitler. Yes. Okay. Of course. Who believes that? That's the, yeah. game. That's the playbook, man. Okay. Democracy is at stake. We saw... Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if he's going to trot out the old bulging veins thing. He oh, did yeah. that with Charlottesville a lot. That was always creepy when he's like, the, the, their veins were bulging in their necks. And I'm like, ugh. That's a, hmm. so Does I, anyone ever bring up the fact that Trump wanted the National Guard there on January 6th? I mean, it's kind of an odd thing to want this, quote, insurrection and say, could we have the National Guard there to make sure that the violent mob... It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, but facts don't matter. Nope. Nancy Pelosi didn't sign off on it. She didn't want it. Ariel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., said, no, we don't want the optics of the National Guard there. (laughs) But no one ever talks about that. No. So that's what we're going to go on. He tried to overthrow the country. um, And if you want fascism, you vote for Trump. And I'm here to save democracy again. That's Biden's whole campaign. By trying to jail my top opponent. Uh, A reporter asked Corrine Jean-Pierre about uh, the White House press secretary about what Joe Biden is doing to protect democracy. Does he think the United States is ready to have free and fair elections in November? Well, it's we have to. I mean, that is what we need. We have to. That's what the president believes in. Right. He believes in having a democracy that works on having a free and fair election. That's something that he has spoken to, uh, obviously. Uh, But I don't as far as our policies for our institutions uh, announcing any new policy, I don't have anything just announced at at this time. But clearly that is something that uh, the different agencies who are involved are certainly making sure that we we get to a place that we're, we're, you know, we're, we're Americans are able to to vote freely on in November. 
what Americans are not able to vote freely. I'm serious. How many people cannot vote freely in this country? How many? How many? Well, they don't know. That's what why they have so about? many people working on it to make all sure. The time, though. Because Republicans don't want uh, people of color to vote. They're going to go back to that, even though we've seen people everything that's happened in People of color voted in record numbers. I understand. Well, that, sometimes people voted two and three times. This is the craziest. I mean, just recently, we've seen that. Yeah. I, it, with mail-in. Like you got guards posted saying, nope, not you. You can come in, but you can't. <laughs> I mean, who? That's, this is ludicrous. They've this got, like, argument is so stupid. They've got like the pink color samples from Home Depot. Oh, no, yes. nope, you're too dark. Nope, not going to vote <laughs> there. No, yeah, you're afraid not. you gotta, you got to move now. Yeah, no, nobody's doing that. But I think she, I, listen, I know that Corrine Jean-Pierre is an absolute moron. Um, but she kind of gives away the game, right? Because Joe Biden's supposed to be out there saying that our very democracy is at stake. And if they really believed that, then when a reporter, some dummy reporter, decides to ask, do you think we're ready to have free and fair elections? The answer would obviously be, listen, we're going to move heaven and earth. I don't know that we're ready right now because Donald Trump is such an existential threat to the very foundations of our democracy. So (laughs) we're going to be moving heaven and earth to make sure that people can but instead, she's like, well, I mean, I mean we have to. Yeah, it's all this yes. nonsensical talk. That's every I mean, single time she speaks, dude. We all know this. Uh, okay, more on that a little bit later. Uh, let's get to how has the vice president helped at the border? Yeah. This is a good question. Well, yeah, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas uh, was interviewed on Fox News talking about the out-of-control southern border, and the interviewer, Brett Baer, I love that he asked him this, about Vice President Kamala Harris because she was tasked almost three years ago with getting to the root causes of illegal immigration. So he's asking, what's she done? How has she helped? Can you tell us something about what she has done? Have you heard this answer no. yet, Scott? great question, though. I know, I haven't either. This should be fun. Uh, The vice president has raised more than $3 billion of investments in some of the countries of origin, specifically those in Central America. That is a long-term solution that we remain dedicated to. But in the meantime, we are enforcing vigorously our country's immigration laws and working... (laughs) Vigorously? Yes. Enforcing it. Just stop it. Stop it. Quit (laughs) thinking we're dumb. (laughs) <laughs> to fix them in a fundamentally broken system. Okay. But you do think it's a crisis now? Brett, it is a challenge oh. uh, that uh, <laughs> we have been addressing vigorously with all of the tools and resources we that we have been provided. We are asking for more tools and resources, <laughs> and we are asking Congress <laughs> to fix a fundamentally broken system. You know, it depends on the day, I think. Sometimes I hear that and I get truly angry, this guy. And other times I just got to laugh because we all know what the game is. It's it's not like it's going to change at this point. And yes, he should have been impeached a long time ago. But does it really go through the Senate and everything else? Probably not. You're just stuck with this nonsense. What's the deal with the vice president has raised thirty million dollars? I thought it was three billion. Yeah, three billion dollars. Three billion dollars. Where where did that come from? That well, that was about. I mean, what do you mean raised? What uh, different countries' commitments to GoFundMe? Yeah, right. Yeah, 
Who is committing what dollars? To what? It seems like it comes back to the United States. Yeah. So not only are we <laughs> are we absorbing the cost for people coming here, but also we're giving more money to wait, what to keep people there? Where are yeah. the receipts on that? I, I don't understand. No, it it's nonsensical. I mean, All of it's nonsensical. The root causes not dude, the first time they said that, we're sitting here laughing, saying, what do you mean the root cause? There are people in terrible situations. Now the border's open. They can come here. Now they may have to pay a price to do it, but you already know what the root cause is. And they yeah. start talking about climate change and all this other nonsense. <laughs> it's it's goofy. Jeez. I don't know what else to say about that. Man. But you go back to that, and I think it was a record, to be honest, when Kamala mentioned root causes. Was it seven times she said it in 30 seconds? I believe so. I mean, it was comparing to Karine Jean-Pierre for nonsensical. What we must do to address the root causes of migration, to address the root causes. The issue of root causes is not going to be solved in one trip. To address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. To feel the effects uh-huh. of those root causes on yeah. our shores. Yeah. And the root causes are based on the problems and the challenges yeah. that people are facing in countries like Guatemala, which is why I was there. We have to address the root causes. Right. What were the root causes of people coming from China, from the Middle East? It's not just those countries south of the border. It's all over the world. Do we know that yet? And again... Of course, it's just stupid. You hear that now, it sounds dumber than it did before. Now it sounds like a game she's playing with somebody. I can work in root causes 30 seconds. I can do it five times. Right. Yeah, it was like a bet or something. It was. It felt like that. Yeah, it did. Okay, so you're seeing a lot of coverage on the Jeffrey Epstein list. Yeah, yeah. There, There are so many different thoughts as we're watching the coverage of this and unfolding the different names. And it's all, you gotta say, it's... It's important to say all these names. These aren't people that were clients. None of these people have done anything wrong. Okay? Well, Every news organization has to say that. What well, We know. Okay, we know what this is. This isn't the client list. Maybe some people think that it is, but you see how legacy media kind of groups people together. Well, did you know Prince Andrew and Presidents Clinton and Trump were named in this? Okay, that's really misleading when you compare the three as to what's been alleged in the past. But there was something interesting that happened last night. I don't know if you saw Tucker Carlson interviewed Jeffrey Epstein's brother. Wow. You know he had a brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'd seen some clips online of Epstein's brother trying to get to the bottom of this whole thing because, well, there's not a lot of people that believe that Jeffrey Epstein actually committed suicide. Epstein's brother did believe it when he first heard it. But then something changed. And it was simply this. Well, after the autopsy and the, both pathologists, the city pathologist and Dr. Barden, came out of the autopsy and they said, this, this doesn't look like a suicide. It looks more like a homicide. So what did you do then? Well, I, okay, I figured we'd have to look into this and see what's going on. And that's what he's still doing. And we can, you know, play different parts of this interview today throughout the show. Um... They're just interesting tidbits, and part of it you sort of remember, and other parts, it's like brand new information. But I find it curious, there seems to be a <laughs> a lack of interest at all from a whole lot of media as this Epstein stuff is coming out again. Like, 
how can anyone believe this was actually a suicide with all of the evidence that's been put forth? Because your brother had attempted suicide previously. Remember that? He was on suicide watch. Yeah. Epstein. It turns out that's not really true. Yeah, but that's been shown to be false. Uh, you can listen to David Schoen, his attorney, on the podcast, the Crime Waves podcast. He explains that Jeff was attacked by his cellmate, but he didn't want to report it as such because he was afraid of retaliation. Had you ever heard that before? No. Yeah. yeah. but Because okay. that's why he was alone in the room. Or they, they had switched his roommates or cellmates, I guess. Did you know that night... Because you know, like, all of a sudden something happened with the cameras. It got faulty. Yeah. <laughs> Just so happened in that time, right? Did you know the other cell doors were unlocked that night? Had you heard that one before? Nope. It comes out in the interview. So you mean someone that was in there could have easily gone over and killed him. And, of course, when you look at, and they had pictures of Epstein's neck, dude, that doesn't look like it was a you know, just made in the cell sort of noose at all. That looks like a rope. And then the part where, what was it, three different places in the neck were broke that is nothing to do at all with a regular hanging? Yeah. All these different things. And you can't get the information from anybody around there. It was supposed to be the most secure place for Epstein to be. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I don't know that we're going to hear much more about that with the whole Epstein story, at mm -hmm. least from legacy media. So we'll see. But keeping an eye on that. Man, time is flying today. we got a whole lot to get to. Um, David, I can't wait to hear your take. Uh, you tune in to see a town hall last night, and you last one minute. Yep, one minute. Because it was so lame. Wow. Right, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to OmahaSteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed. Guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. 
Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Mosell with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So you tune into a town hall, David, and you only last a minute. Yeah, and I, I'm really bummed out about this because I like the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, a lot. I like him a lot. I think he'd make a great president. Um, yes. But, man, he is being managed to death and consultanted to death uh, in this campaign. So he does this town hall on CNN with Caitlin Collins. And this is what I was like, I'm I'm not interested anymore. He started off by trying to make a joke by handing the host, Caitlin Collins, a University of Iowa women's basketball star, Caitlin Clark jersey. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, That's like a dig on Nikki Haley. Yeah. Because... Who knows that? Yes. Exactly. Nikki Haley mixed up Caitlin Clark and Caitlin Collins' name during a campaign event. Okay, she mixed it up. That's kind of embarrassing. But that's really what you're, that's how you're going to address the nation. Here he goes. I heard the other day someone say that Caitlin Collins had some basketball (laughs) skills. Now, I don't know if that was a mistake or not, but I know in Iowa they have a Caitlin Clark. So I just wanted to give you this as a memento. And... And just respectfully, if the game's on the line and we need a buzzer beater, I'm going with Clark over Collins. So. Rest assured, her free throws and her threes are much better than mine, Governor. But thank you so much for that. Dude. <laughs> Listen, he didn't get a landslide victory in Florida, turning some counties red for the first time in years by trying to be cute and funny. DeSantis is right. not funny. And that's okay that he's it not is funny. okay. How he got a landslide victory in 2022 in the state of Florida was by presenting himself as an absolutely ruthlessly efficient chief executive of the state of Florida. And the benefits of his actions were apparent to everyone living in Florida. And so that's what it's I'm competent. And again, ruthlessly so. You're not a comedian. So you think it was the people around him and the consultant saying, yeah. hey, this would be good, show this other well, side of you? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. You know what else is tough for him? Is that he's been losing. Yeah. Okay, you've seen, you know, I mean, poll after poll, he's like lower and lower. This has been going on for months. It's hard to maintain your confidence when you see those numbers go down. It has to be that way. The only thing I have to relate it to is the business that we're in. If you go back, say, 20 years... Okay, and and whatever station you're a part of, it's on a losing streak. Consultant comes in and says, you know what you need to do. And all of a sudden, well, I remember, Scott, you're on a billboard with your partner at the time with a dog, and it said, listen, or the puppy gets it. And people were out of their minds. And at the time, you're like, "Uh, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but they said this, uh, this would be effective. That's right. 
Now, looking back on that now, was it effective? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Putting a gun to the temple of a dog was probably not the way to endear yourself to listeners. Was that? Was it a gun? I it was even... a gun! <laughs> we've, see, but we've all been in situations like that where somebody's like, you know what you need to do. Yeah. You need to You're do like, uh, and it, You would think that DeSantis wouldn't have to fall into that trap with some goof nut, but it looks like he has. Here's mm-hmm. this jersey. Dur, dur, dur. Yeah. Well, he probably tested it, and he's stiff to a lot of people, right? <laughs> yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day. I mean, there are quite a few. Of course, the border is still out there. Alejandro Mayorkas is saying, hey, you know, we've been doing a great job. We just need more money. Um, also, the effort to get Trump off of the ballot has expanded. There's a group in Illinois that is now pursuing a uh, lawsuit to get him removed from the ballot there. Um, also, the mayor of New York, where the story broke yesterday, is suing a bunch of uh, charter bus companies uh, <laughs> that were involved in busing migrants to New York City. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to get to all of that. And then a Nancy Pelosi quote that you got to hear. And a round of What's Your Story? All on the way right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Nancy Pelosi has spoken. This doesn't happen so much anymore. Uh, no, not really. Uh, former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was asked about the effort uh, to kick Trump off of the 2024 ballot over claims that he engaged in an insurrection. On CNN, the host asked her whether or not she's worried that this effort will backfire and in turn you know, basically make Trump a martyr that more people get behind because they see what what liberals are doing right now. Right. Makes sense. Now, again, that's in each of those states. That's a matter that they will have to deal with. Mm -hmm. He also martyred him is martyrdom is his thing. Oh, you uh, he cannot be absolved from his his accountability (laughs) on all of this. Hold on. What is it, Scott? Just the painfulness of... <laughs> just the, the old lady drunky pauses that are in yeah. there all the time. Over a second there. For, the words are coming at her again, hurtling at her at 100 miles an hour. She's trying to sort it all out. For a second there, I had to remind myself that it was her husband who got whapped by a hammer. <laughs> exactly. When you hear... But this is... We, we just haven't heard her in a while. Yeah. Used to be we hear from her every day practically, but now we don't hear from her in a while. Now it's even more pronounced. Things are not getting better. I just love it, Scott, when you work in drunky. Well, she she's got that drunky. It just, and it just kills me every you know, time. It's just well, that I, 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 <laughs> it goes on. Accountability on all uh-huh. this. No one is above the law, and neither oh, is yeah. he. So this these are manifestations of people saying that. Mm-hmm. That's up to them to say. It's up to the American people to honor our oath of office, to protect and defend the yes. Constitution, to to address yes. the kitchen table mm-hmm. issues. Oh, back to the kitchen table. We got oh, how many always. cliches? They're, they're acting like Democrats again. How many cliches from years were ago. in there? Golly, kitchen table. No one's above the law. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Here we go again. It wasn't one of her best appearances, to be honest. 
I think you'll never reach the heights again of dressing up in African garb. Oh, dude. And Thank you, George Floyd, <laughs> for sacrificing your life for justice. Because that's what he did. Again, yeah. that's... Knowingly took the fentanyl yes. and resisted arrest yeah. uh, for justice. Yes. Right. Yes. That's one of the all-timers there. Okay, uh, let's get to Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has made news. What for, David? Well... All right. Uh, She can't seem to get her footing on the campaign trail. When asked about some controversy that came up, what was that, last week? Because during a stop in New Hampshire, uh, Hampshire, she was asked about what the Civil War was about. Because obviously that's a kitchen table issue. (laughs) (laughs) And she rambled about states' rights, freedoms, and whatnot, but didn't say slavery. So now it's like, she's apparently pro-slavery that's what they're saying i mean Uh. it's it's crazy man it's being brought up constantly everywhere she goes and what's so frustrating watching this is here you have another republican who just accepts the premise of the left and plays along with the game instead of actually standing up and saying does this really matter absolutely and so she was on this town hall on cnn and here was her response when this was brought up yet again. Okay. I should have said slavery right off the bat. But if you grow up in South Carolina, literally in second and third grade, you learn about slavery. You grow up and you have, you know, I had black friends growing up. It is a very talked about thing. We have a big history in South Carolina when it comes to, you know, slavery, when it comes to all the things that happened with the Civil War, all that. I was over, I was thinking past slavery and talking about the lesson that we would learn going forward. I shouldn't have done that. I should have said slavery, but oh in, my gosh. in my mind, okay, part, talking. Of, part of it, honestly, not being fully aware of the premise ahead of time with this whole controversy, she forgets to say slavery. Was it that egregious, David? I mean, I watched it and it was kind of awkward or whatever, but. Not that big of a deal. The problem is that she doesn't shut it down. No, you, right. She keeps accepting yeah. that, well, I did something wrong. Stop yeah. it. And the more she Agreed. talks, the, she just keeps digging deeper. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I should have said slavery. But in, in my mind, that's a given that everybody associates the Civil War with slavery. You know, we had friends. We had black friends. We had oh, white friends. No. But it was always a topic of conversation, even among our friends. And in the South, we're very comfortable talking about it. There is this weird thing that's happened over the years. And I know when she says, I had black friends, then people's reaction is, oh, you're going with the I had black friends take, huh? Is it relevant that someone had black friends growing up? Freaking right it is. (laughs) Especially if you talked about all these different things, they want to place different people in this box that, well, they've never had a black friend before. That's usually white liberals. Not everybody else. You so know there that is you, that part you know that it's like, get over yourselves with the, oh, I can't use the I had a black friend take. Well, she damn well better have had them, and they better show up because right. the media is going to go looking for them now. Well, that's true. There is no doubt about it. You now, know what? what she should have done was the Vivek thing on that. 
thought the same thing. Uh, That's he, why I brought up the clip, and I, we don't have to play the whole thing. No, but he was but perfectly handled it. You didn't denounce white supremacy, though, yeah, Vivek. Yeah. You didn't say that you condemn white supremacy. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country, so I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, <laughs> right. which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. Exactly. Perfect. That is perfect. In the end. Because you you keep letting these crazy loons make the rules. Of all of a sudden, you criticize Kamala Harris. Racist! Yeah. What, you can't criticize someone for doing a terrible job? Really? That's racist? And these people are trying to hang on to their jobs by creating clickbait, and they know they have to get these questions out there in order to achieve yes, that. Of course. This, and as you've said so many times, will have none of it. Racist means very little to anyone anymore. The word doesn't lost all its impact. There's no doubt about it. All right, it's that time of the show. We got to move on. Get to other things. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? I, I like this. Uh, there is a story on foxnews.com, a uh, U.S. Navy veteran. Uh, has, as they write, touched thousands of hearts after a local cafe posted news of his loyalty to the restaurant. Mr. Lee is what he's known uh, known as. He's a veteran who lives in Pensacola, Florida, and he visits the C- uh, Scenic 90 Cafe every morning for breakfast. Served in the Navy for 30 years, walks into the West Florida Diner every single morning for a good meal and a good chat. Uh, there's a server there who's uh, been waiting on Lee for almost a year uh, now, and she told Fox News Digital that, well, he loves to sit in the corner and share stories with the staff. Just a nice guy who comes in every morning, eats breakfast, uh-huh. all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets the same thing apparently every day. An over-easy a- a- egg, cheese grits, a biscuit, and a sausage patty. Sometimes yeah. comes back for lunch or for lunch. Uh, okay. Cafe uh, posted a photo of Lee on Facebook, and then this sparked a lot of chatter uh, the photo shows him uh, separating coffee filters. Sometimes he helps out around the restaurant just because he wants to. Nice. Um, and so now he's actually tasked with that a lot of times. Uh, so they've they've just shared this uh, this story out there about, uh, and a lot of people are uh, chiming in saying, "Yeah, I know somebody like that as well at my local cafe and all of that." You're, you just kind of realize that there are nice stories out there. I think when you read something like this, if you don't mind, David. I want to ask you a question. I know you're hopped up on pain medication today. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you have a different story that you changed because you just wanted something positive because yes. of all the negativity out there? Yes. I I thought so. I heard him call the audible. Yeah. That's that's a nice thing to do, honestly. It is, because I got one. I'm going to... Well, I might ask you in an hour, what was your real story? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I read the headline of his real story. It seemed interesting. So, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, more on that later. What do you have for your story today, Scott? Uh, this in, this is uh, the Claudine Gay affair, which continues. Uh, Bates College professor, guy named Tyler Austin Harper, hit the nail on the head. And before we go any further with this, I just want to state for the record, he's no Trump fan, and he certainly is no conservative. However, he hits the nail on the head. He says the true scandal of the Claudine Gay affair is not a Harvard president and her plagiarism. The true scandal is that so many journalists and academics are willing, are still willing, to redefine plagiarism to suit their politics. 
Gays boosters have consistently resorted to Orwellian doublespeak, duplicitive language, and academic sloppiness and technical attribution issues in a desperate effort to insist that lifting entire paragraphs of another scholar's work nearly word for word without quotation or citation isn't plagiarism. It is plagiarism. And with the more you cover for, the worse it gets. They continue to do this, yep. throwing out every sort of nasty accusation they can against her critics while inventing, obviously, BS defenses of gay herself. They simply cannot let conservatives win, even when they're right. I just read the piece and thought, that's he does. He hits the nail right on the head, right there. Yes. The only thing I would say, and I mean, I think they'd probably agree, when he's talking about uh, their politics, it's their religion. Well, no, you're right about that, yeah. He uses the word politics. Right. It's no. like a religion to these people. That's why they'll jump through any hoops possible to defend their, quote, religion. Yeah, you can't, Facts be damned. You can't let them win at nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Again, man, if, we, if most people just use common sense and facts, we're going to be fine. But that's part of the problem. It, to me, is media lying to people all the time, and then they believe something that's not true. Yep. Anyway, for my story today, I don't know why I thought of you, Scott, when I saw this story, but I'm like... If nothing else, let's do this story for Robbins. Uh, the spider has been discovered. It's a record setter. Uh, this was discovered in Australia. Mm-hmm. Gigantic. It, they say 3.1 inches from foot to foot. Golly. And I'm like, does that seem that big? And then it says, for perspective, the spider is bigger than a baseball. Yeah. That, no. <laughs> yeah. Can't even imagine that. Maybe I should have been thinking of you, David, when I saw this story. Just the look on your face. Now now all I can think of is uh, is Scott Robbins going to try to have someone sign his spider. Exactly, instead of his baseball. Not unless it's dead. It's also poisonous, very poisonous. Funnel web spiders, that's what this is. The world's most venomous spiders. The venom is packed with 40 different toxin proteins. Gosh dang. With its raw venom, the only way to make life-saving anti-venom. The spider has been named Hercules, now living at a wildlife sanctuary in Australia. And the spider keeper there, I'd never heard spider keeper. Beekeeper, yeah, spider keeper. Hercules has some of the biggest fangs I've ever seen. Yep. Somehow Fauci's going to get involved with this. There'll be some sort of research, and these things will multiply like a thousand times over. (laughs) Have we ever seriously considered as a world... Maybe just cleansing Australia with fire. <laughs> Grub it down. See, I told you there'd be some hot takes with Van Camp on the Gosh, dang. pain meds. That's a good one. Oh, you know who was responsible for that deadly bombing attack in Iran? Yeah, we'll get to that much more coming up. You never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's why it's so important to plan ahead. Start the new year with Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies. In just a few clicks, you can find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year 
for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to OmahaSteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed. Guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, tensions in the Middle East, of course. Of course, with Israel, Hamas, everything else. And then uh, been a lot of other stuff going on, too. That American airstrike killing the Iran-backed militia leader yesterday in Baghdad. And as the story goes, whether it's Wall Street Journal or anyplace else, raising concern that this conflict could spread to multiple fronts and spread out among the region. Of course, you also heard about the deadly bomb attack in Iran at the Qasem Soleimani, uh, was it, memorial. They were having a celebration. A couple of bombs go off, kills a bunch of people. Hmm. And the United States saying, hey, we had nothing to do with that. And we have no reason to believe Israel had anything to do with that either. And Israel said, hey, we didn't have nothing to do with that. Do you believe that, Scott? Well, I mean, they do a lot of self-inflicted damage to change narratives or move narratives. Like do it to themselves. Yeah, because oh. they can oh. blame it on somebody else and they get sympathy or they think they will. But that wasn't the case here. Apparently not. It was the Islamic State. Okay. They have claimed responsibility for this. And some people were confused. No, I'm a little confused. Well, there's a difference here, as you probably know. The ideology of the Islamic State, which is a hardline Sunni group, consider Shiite Muslims, which makes up a majority of Iran's population, to be apostates. Mm -hmm. And so that's been going back and forth, what, what, centuries. Right. And so Iranian authorities are investigating and have vowed revenge. Really? Yeah. And on it goes. Well, some Iranian officials were suggesting that uh, Israel hired ISIS in order to which well see that's no just that it, right? i don't yeah i don't think I so but exactly but you know, I, I saw some people in america yeah. defending that position saying hey you notice how isis never attacks israel and it's like hey man do a google news search because <laughs> before you have that hot take because isis absolutely has launched terror attacks within israel okay 
sometimes it's hard to keep all of it straight. Well, it isn't what to believe and what not to believe. I mean, it's just, you know. Yes. I mean, you look at the history. That Sometimes that helps yeah. to understand what's going on currently. Yeah. Um, saw this just on a lighter note. Uh, and give your opinion on this. What is harder to improve? Your diet, your romantic relationship, or your career? Mm. Which one is harder to improve? Diet. This was a question brought to people. You're saying diet, really? Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at you personally. Why is that? Well, I think because I I think it's tougher to maintain daily, every day, a strict diet that you're on or any type of diet that you're on. I think it's a tough thing to do. More so than just keeping the love vibes going. I think you can keep the love vibes going, yeah. I mean, I don't think you need to. Not a problem for you personally. Well, not for me. (laughs) You guys, I don't know. David, would you agree it's the diet more than anything else? I think I think it just depends on where you are in life. I mean, the, the other person involved in your romantic relationship probably has something to do with how difficult it is to improve it. Yes, Same thing with your true. career. So it just kind of depends. Yeah. I mean, there have been times in my life where the romantic relationship probably would have been the hardest to improve or the mm-hmm. career or the diet. Currently, Most people... Yeah. Yes. Currently, oh, it's you... the diet as a moved American. <laughs> You're in the majority, both of you guys. 34% of people said it is the diet. Yeah. Most difficult. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And I got another clip to play from the Tucker Carlson interview with Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother. There's a lot of questions about the whole, yeah. quote, suicide. Get to that in a sec. Uh, Jennifer Granholm, Energy Secretary, is celebrating, David? Uh, yeah, Jennifer Granholm, the Energy Secretary, was on CNBC talking about gas prices. Um, and the prices in California came up. By the way, Joe Biden said that uh, he's saving you $100 a month, by the way. God, I hate this. Uh, because that is based on if gas prices had stayed at their peak. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, I again, I go back to the uh, analogy I've used for uh, a number of months now. Uh, it, it's sort of like if every day I suddenly decided to walk into the studio and give Scott a purple nurple. <laughs> and then I decided to give him Tuesdays and Thursdays off and said, see, a massive reduction in the number of purple nurples you're getting, Scott. You should be thanking right. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, well, the whole thing is, too, I can't help but think when the gas prices were through the roof. President doesn't control that. Right. But now see what I saved you? Yeah. Right. Got it. Okay. Um, but <laughs> God, like, in, in, in California, the prices, as usual, are significantly higher than the national average, and not just because of a gas tax, but because of the very energy policies that people like Jennifer Granholm champion. And she says, hey, you know what? There's a silver lining to this. Okay. There, there's no doubt that there are, there are 
other policy issues in California that are affecting prices. And that's their choice. They, and that's why they have such a massive uptake in electric vehicles in California. So it's a good thing, in other words. Yeah, they're, they're moving a lot of electric vehicles. And to me, I, I think this serves two purposes. Uh, you tell me if I'm tinfoil hatting okay. this. All right. But you know that people within the Biden administration are a little bit worried about Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. And I would say that's probably true, yeah. What political threat this year he may pose. So, one, this completely guts Gavin Newsom, right? Well, because yeah, I mean, they are higher because of some <clears throat> policy choices they've made in the state of California. But then <laughs> also says, and then, see, this is why it's so great to go get an electric car. You know, because then you can avoid high gas prices. Never mind that in the state of California, they also told people with EVs to not plug in their cars. They did. To avoid blackouts. <laughs> it's a farce, man. The whole thing with EVs, and you look at all the reporting, the honest reporting, there are a lot of dealerships that are telling the automakers, stop, we can't sell these things. The decline has been huge as far as interest, and part of that is the infrastructure. It's not there. Yeah. But they're going to keep championing this stuff. Okay, uh, so yesterday we were talking about Vivek Ramaswamy taking down a reporter. He did it again. Yeah, well, the media is trying to make Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy out to be a white supremacist. Neat trick, right? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, because Steve King in Iowa endorsed him. Are you going to, oh, are you going to denounce white supremacy? And Vivek has been very clear. Well, I'm not going to play by your rules. Okay, I'm not. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was Larry Elder. He was, was it? The blackface of white supremacy? Yes, he was the blackface of white supremacy. That's correct. So is Vivek the brown face of yeah, white supremacy? I, I suppose is that so. that fair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Am I giving him a color that he shouldn't have? I don't know what the rules are on the crazy yeah. left. Okay. Uh, during an interview with NBC's Dasha Burns, he was asked why. Why? Just why won't you condemn white supremacy? Oh, my goodness. It's incumbent on us for us to define what white supremacy is. Do you believe punctuality is a vestige of white supremacy, Dasha? Look, because if you don't, then you have a disagreement about many of the people who are defining those terms, uh, or the written word, or the use, or the nuclear family. Mr. Ramaswamy, this both is ways. what you do, though. We have to have you an choose, honest you discussion. You straw man arguments. Not, last night, you, man. Brought, you brought up Jesse Smollett as the, oh, the best Jesse example Smollett of white was the supremacy. hottest thing in news in the back of a fake yes. actual attack on him that we have to contend with. And, this is and yet, and yet, you have examples the like the Buffalo shooter in New York just in 2022. You have other but examples. you are also cherry picking when you bring up Jesse Smollett. I'll look at all the statistics. More black on black crime. If you really care about actual. Time out for a second. At least she doesn't sound whiny, huh? What? <laughs> but what about me? <laughs> You're getting owned. Just take it. Crime against black Americans. Let's get to the root causes of it in the inner cities of this Look, country. The anti-defamation league tracked a 38 percent increase in white supremacist propaganda <laughs> last who's, who's year. Who's tracking that? The anti-defamation league. Yeah, the ADL. I don't think is a particularly credible source so when who they are have we a cherry-picked information. To when we're exactly, and that's part of the game. Right. It's being split apart. 
Yeah, but this organization said this. Yeah, but they lost all credibility. No yeah. one freaking cares what they said anymore because it's crazy. I would suggest we but better you're position. denying that racism is a problem. Uh. I've never des denied that racism is a problem. But we're getting close to the promised land that Martin Luther King envisioned. We're as darn close to it as we ever have been. And so what bothers the heck out of me is it's right when we're close to that promised land to then obsess over systemic racism, to then obsess over white guilt and otherwise. We're creating new waves of racism, Dasha, that we otherwise would have avoided. That's what bothers me. Yeah, because it's an industry. People get rich yeah. off of that. The Al Sharptons of the world. That's the whole game. So they're going to continue it and come up with new ways to call things racist. That's what we see all the time. Well, he's got to be the press secretary for Donald Trump. That would be good. It's a great idea. I'm just yeah. telling you. That, I mean, yeah, that's like a great that. example of just rejecting the premise outright. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because you bring up, you know, things like, hey, do you think punctuality showing up on time is white supremacy? <laughs> because that's what has been described by uh, by many activist groups as white supremacy, punctuality. Yes. Working hard. The nuclear family, merit, yes. all of these things have been their their relics of white supremacy. And I, I love taking all that apart because in, in on especially on a platform like NBC News a lot of the people watching that had probably never heard that it's a great point no David. i agree with that yeah that you is know, good another thing. thing about vivic is you've got nothing to lose you could be yourself you could be totally honest you don't have to be guarded and worried about every word turning into some sort of campaign wedge issue you don't care i think that's true he knows he's not going to win he knows that yeah, and you also get the feeling he's not bought and paid for. No, and he's just going to say it. Yes. And there is something very refreshing about that guy. I like that. Um, I do, too. Okay. On to the uh, interview. Tucker Carlson with Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, because there's a whole lot of Epstein news out there, but no one's really talking about the suicide. Was that really a suicide? You know, it was controversial at the time. It's been an ongoing joke for years. Um. But this, I'll just play a couple of clips and you tell me, is this a big deal or not? Okay. One of the things, remember Jeffrey Epstein, he hangs himself, supposedly, mm -hmm. in his jail cell. And then, well, there's no videotape of it, but something went wrong with the computers. We know all this nonsense that just happened to happen, right? Well, the EMTs are the ones, they get there and they move the body. Well, hold on a second. It wasn't the EMTs that moved the body. I don't know if you had heard this before. No. I had thought, but when I spoke to an EMT, when they got to the prison, Jeff was already in the infirmary. They, the prison people moved him to the infirmary, which they were not supposed to do, because when he was found, he was clearly dead. The autopsy showed he was dead for at least two hours before he was found. So at that point, they're supposed to leave the body and call the medical examiner's office so they can come, take photographs, do the initial testing, whatever they do when they find a dead body. But that wasn't done. They moved him to the infirmary. and uh, They moved his corpse to the infirmary, but notified nobody else? Well, a, a 911 call was made to get the EMTs, and we can't get a copy of the 911 call, which is, you know, we hear 911 calls for all sorts of other cases. Why couldn't they get the 911 call? He's right. I mean, you get 911 calls from stuff all the time. And then it gets more interesting. This one seems to be missing. Uh, when they got there, he was in the infirmary, and he was clearly dead because, like I said, he had been dead for two hours. And there was a photograph 
of him being wheeled out of the prison where he was intubated, you know, squeezing an air bulb to try yes. to get, you know, so I was questioning, why are they trying to put, you know, pump in to a, into a clearly dead body? You know, were they trying to make it look like he was alive so that he could be declared dead in the hospital? That is odd. I mean, it's worthy of bringing that question up. But after all this time, not getting any answers. You get to that from the interview. Um, oh, and there was video. Someone was taking video, but they can't find the video now. Yeah. You had heard that before? I don't know if you heard that. I was told that in the infirmary and in the hospital, there was somebody with a handheld video camera all the time running, videotaping everything. Where are those tapes? Something happened to him, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gone. And the last part, just to play for now. Had you ever heard that they redressed him in a hospital gown after mm. he was dead? No. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Okay, listen to this. Despite the fact that your brother was dead in his cell and had been dead for two hours. At, somebody, least, at least two hours. At least two hours. Yeah. Somebody cut off his clothing and redressed the corpse in hospital scrubs in a gown. Yeah, I have a photograph of him uh, in a hospital gown on a gurney in a hospital where, you know, his arms were put through the sleeves. It's one of those gowns you tie in the back. So the question becomes, you know, who decided to dress a dead body in a hospital gown? Normally they're either in a body bag or covered in it by a sheet. So, That's bizarre. Yes. And four and a half years later, you have no answers at all on none. any of these questions. None. Nope. No. Nah. Killed himself, though. Yeah. I think the hospital gown thing can be explained if you're on your way to the autopsy. Some places okay. do actually would rather have the open-backed gown on instead of just stuck in a body bag. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, the other footage just sort of disappearing, 911 call. Well, to me, I know why they don't want the 911 call. Why is that? Or they don't want it out is because they'll realize the person who called 911 had a British accent because he was sent... <laughs> By Her Majesty the Queen, the late Queen Elizabeth II. See, I, I, I would rather believe that it's Hillary Clinton. It's the not. Clintons. They don't have that kind of sway. Well, the weird thing about I'm having trouble with on this whole thing, and there are a lot of things, mm -hmm. but again, with the bulb squeezing air into his lungs if he's been dead for two hours, what was that all about? I don't know. That doesn't this. make any sense. Well, one of the things Mark Epstein said is, from what he has understood, no one dies in prison. They would prefer them to die at the hospital. Right. So if well, you could make that person appear to have died at the hospital, that would be advantageous. But there's no, I mean, there's no proof of that. That's a theory. Yeah, I guess. But, it but just... again, remember when he was sitting there in jail, people were like, okay, is something going to happen to this guy? Is, oh, is somebody going to off him? And all of a sudden he commits suicide. And to find out the first suicide attempt wasn't really a suicide attempt. He was attacked. Right. In jail, yeah. and this is supposed to be the most secure place in the United States? Dude, it's crazy. Crazy. And we still don't know the client list. A lot of people are being protected there. It's just wild. Not okay. all of it. Much more to get to. Okay. Uh, David has a clip uh, of Alejandro Mayorkas. I can hardly wait. And much more coming up.
They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And HelloFresh couldn't agree more. That's why they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy tasty recipes delivered to your door, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. Because HelloFresh knows that you're not just hungry at dinner time. In fact, they're here to meet your every mealtime need. With a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, and desserts that you can easily add to every order. HelloFresh also helps you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, making sticking to a routine easier than ever. This year, make eating better and saving money a priority. Join today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to OmahaSteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed. Guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, he's the millennial and the sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay, so we're going to be treated to Alejandro Mayorkas here, David? Uh, yeah, I've tried to keep the Alejandro Mayorkas to a minimum today um, just because I, I know that it, you know it's Friday. Good feelings and whatnot can get soured very quickly by this guy. Very much so. Uh, the House of Representatives is finally getting around to opening up an impeachment investigation into the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over the disaster at the border. Uh, during an interview on Fox News, he was asked if he would resign if the House actually impeached him. Okay. Uh, I lead 260 incredibly dedicated and talented men and women of the Department of Homeland Security. I will continue to lead them Mm -hmm. in advancing the mission of protecting the American people. That's what we do in the area of immigration, in the area of cybersecurity, in our fight against human trafficking, in saving communities devastated by extreme weather events. We do so much for the American people, and I'm incredibly proud to do it. Way to work in climate change into that. There you go. freaking hack you're a disgrace to anybody that's ever known you wow what a puppet that guy is (laughs) just just comical that's all i can think when i hear this guy yes that's the whole game the deception and yakking and double speak and yes blah 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 very much so man gosh dang no doubt about it. We uh we uh uh, uh we uh, uh yes. Uh, 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 uh. Man, I gotta find this. Where was it at? 
I was reading something this morning, and I honestly thought of Mayorkas when, when I read it. Um, shoot, where's it at? Oh, is this it? Um, it was from uh, Psalms. Oh yeah, yeah. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers, and I saw and deceivers just made me think of Alejandro Mayorkas. Yes, because of the lying, the amount of lying. And what happens in the end to the deceivers? That keeps me hanging on, man. <laughs> i got to be honest. That sooner or later, why do you have that look on your face? You look like you're frightened. Uh, well, I'm not frightened. I'm just disgusted with this guy. Oh, uh, with him? I mean, deception, it's just such a high level. And he just thinks he's that we're all dumb enough to just take it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. I just tend to think about things like that when I hear people just lying like that. Okay. Oh, did you hear about Elvis? Elvis is in the news. Elvis? Elvis Presley. Yeah. Hologram tour on the way. Oh. Hmm. What? I wonder if that's going to work. Okay. I, I don't understand the hologram thing. I don't think any of us do. We've said this before. Um, But the people that have seen it say it's a jaw-dropping concert experience. It will be a bucket list item for Elvis fans and admirers around the world. Okay. Um, you know. That's classic Elvis right there. New York concert from 1972. I don't think it's going to be quite like that. Um, but I suppose when you have, I mean, he still has a lot of fans around the world, right? Yeah. And there are some fans that are desperate enough, they will go see almost anything. Yeah. I've seen that with different fan bases. You just put it out there, and the fans are going to buy it. Well, I mean, the movie biography was big. Yes, it was a little strange. I haven't seen it, but I mean, yeah. It's decent. Yeah. We'll but, I mean, see if there's, there's still a huge appetite for him. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, I mean,. Golly, take your pick here. Uh, we had two presidential town halls last night, and I thought both were pretty dang lame. Um, Iowa caucuses is not too far away, of course, so things are going to be really heating up in earnest here moving forward. Um, uh, meanwhile, the president is getting ready to give another speech about how uh, Trump and his supporters are threats to America, and we must prevent them... <laughs> From participating in democracy in order to save democracy. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where we're at right now. Okay. Well, more on that. And then a clip from MSNBC that's so unintentionally funny. And much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So we're treated to some uh, humor here, David? Uh, yeah, MSNBC's Ali Velshi made a stunning claim to try to, I don't know, rally the troops ahead of the, uh, as the 2024 campaign really gets underway. You know, Joe Biden, that guy, 
I know these Republicans are complaining about the crisis at our border, but he's been doing a bang-up job. Okay. Well, as far as running the country properly, it's been pretty comprehensive and effective. Wages are up, inflation is under control, the stock market is hitting records, consumers are feeling more confident, manufacturing is coming. Hold on a second. Are we going to take apart each piece of this? I mean, I'm just wondering what reality is he living in? Is it the whole vision of the left? We're going to pretend the world is what we wish it would be instead of what it truly is? And then just write the stories from that? Factoring is coming back, and God forbid, if we have another pandemic, our supply chains are stronger. America has rallied all of NATO. They are? Yeah, that's an interesting one because, I mean, I don't know if you've been seeing what's going on in the Middle East. There have been some rather important shipping lanes there. Uh, that have been now taken under control by the uh, by Houthis. Yes. Also, right before Christmas break, remember, people were complaining they can't get their cancer drugs. Yeah. And they're still talking about supply chain issues. That seems well, like it would be pretty important. Well, Never mentioned the ADHD drugs. Well, right. <laughs> and, er- and every time somebody brings up, hey, prices are still high... They, I'm Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, just said it today. Well, it's because of supply chain bottlenecks. So, no, the supply chain hasn't been fixed. Does she at least understand it now? Well, she does, yeah. It's taken a few years. Okay. America has rallied all of NATO and 20 more countries to fend off Russian expansionism in Ukraine. Our success there uh, is probably keeping the Chinese from invading Taiwan. Hold and- on a second. It's a debacle. Yes. It's an absolute tragedy what's happening in Ukraine. That's why I don't think we're hearing much about it. Well, that's 100% inaccurate what that dude is saying. Well, and over the Christmas break, again, I don't know if Ali Velshi reads the news, but Xi Jinping said, yes, this year we will reunify China. Yeah. Which means we're going to go get Taiwan. Right. Okay. The North Koreans from blowing stuff up. The Biden administration has a lot to brag about as we head into 2024. (laughs) They've been doing a bunch of missile tests. Holy cow, man. Okay, do you ever remember a time with media that it's this egregious? The outright lies? I mean, it it is. It's something, man, to, to witness this. I saw this and actually just kind of started laughing like, wow, this is just straight up uh, propaganda, isn't it? It truly is. Wow, that in some ways is absolutely stunning. Okay, well, uh, thanks for that. Um, Oh, Scott, I saw this and I thought of you a little bit because it was baseball news, but it kind of goes beyond that. Remember Trevor Bauer? Yeah, I do. Pitching great. Very good pitcher. Yes, and then was suspended from Major League Baseball. Yeah. And you remember what for? This woman accused him of beating and sexually assaulting her twice in 2021. Right, and the whole thing was a setup. Yes. As it turns out, based on her text messages and yes. another person involved or whatever, they were going to extort money, and that's what they wanted to do anyway. So Bauer was never charged with a crime and placed on administrative leave by the Dodgers before any investigation was ever conducted. He was in Japan last year, and it was like 14-3 and three or something. Yeah, like, he's like got the YouTube channel. Barely two-earned run average, yeah. And you could, you know, watch him and his experience in Japan. I've said before... I don't know what kind of guy he is. I think, he's, I, I think he's a bad guy for the most part, or was anyway. But as a baseball fan, right? you know, the intricacies of pitching, that sort of stuff, and it, the YouTube channel is interesting. Oh, I didn't very watch good. all of it. 
uh, this last year. Yeah. But anyway, he was on Fox yesterday with Bill Hemmer saying, I know I've made mistakes. It's kind of what I'm trying to focus on, how I can get better from the experiences that I've had. Made mistakes in my personal life. I'm really detail-oriented when it comes to baseball and my training, but I didn't apply the same level of scrutiny to my personal life. I agree I do things that I shouldn't have done, did things. I was reckless, hurt a lot of people. Um, but it seems like he wants to come back to Major League Baseball. How does this play out? Well, I mean, again, he has <laughs> he has was never charged with anything, correct? Is that correct? Correct. I, correct. I, I just want to make sure I'm saying it properly. Yes. Now, there was a cash payout to this woman, if I recall. There was some money that changed hands of I... some kind. Is that the way you remember it, David? No, he fought it. I don't remember that Okay, at all. well, maybe I'm wrong then. I Maybe I read the wrong story. I don't know. Yeah, cause I know he settled the dispute. That's what I mean. But I don't think he had to pay anything. Well, when you settle the dispute, what does that mean? I think they decided not to sue one another. That's the way I understood it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's correct. I don't know. I just assumed, I guess, there was money that changed hands. Not that I'm aware of. But the guy Could didn't be wrong. Do, But in other words, I mean, she was in on this. They were in on this. They were going to get him. They wanted to capture capture him in a really bad spot and extort money from him. That well, was the deal. The text that was uncovered was one of her texts said, next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. Yeah. And he was an easy target because he, again, he was a little reckless with his behavior. Yes. Oh, it got into some, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah, it did. Joking and whatever, and yeah, she wants this, and stuff. oh, yeah. yeah, just kind of crazy. Which in the end, you know, I always thought that teams, especially with younger athletes, you know, pull them in and say, hey, listen, there are going to be people out there that are going to want to extort you for a number of different things. you got to be extremely careful. Oh, I think they do do that. Yeah. They used to do it every spring training baseball players well certainly they do it in football yeah, and, and basketball, basketball yeah. you know other sports yeah. um but it'll be interesting to see because i don't know man we at the time thinking there would be a lawsuit against major league baseball for booting him from before yeah now he wants back in will it happen i mean I he never denied he did did he never denied he did those things he did do those things uh but it was a willing participant well, I think the effect that there was one photo, if I remember right, where she looked bruised, which he yeah. said, no, 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 I didn't do that. Right. That sort of thing. So whether he'll be back in or not. I think he was known to, I mean, they knew he was a good target when they went in true. because the word was out. Yeah. I think that is true, yes. Um, in other news, man, this was a bizarre story. Did you guys hear it all about this person on TikTok known as Tunnel Girl? heard about this at all uh, she had been building a huge tunnel under her home near washington dc that's at least 22 feet deep isn't that crazy dang what but it got shut down because she didn't have a permit to build a tunnel under your house yeah just dig a tunnel underneath need a permit for that huh yes all right so she's waiting now to see if the town is going to let her keep working on it but she had made this video out there before it was shut down. And I thought, for nothing else other than comedy's sake, it would be fun to just get your reaction from it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. It's just been over a year since I started building my underground tunnel system. 
In August of 22, I cut an opening off the side of the sub-basement and started to carve into the solid rock. Fabricated an elevator to lift material. 1,000 pounds at a time. Time out. Right there. There was two things I'm thinking as I first heard about this. One is like, well, Hamas, how long did it take and how much money? That's, right. that's, that's an expensive venture. The other thing, when... David, you're talking about the crisis garden, getting right with Jesus and getting mm-hmm. ammo, but you've got a place that no one knows about. Is it East Texas or West Texas? I'm not even comfortable divulging that information. You have before. I know, but I just not couldn't anymore. remember. Okay. But you've never talked about a tunnel. No. As far as getting ready. You know, you get all these rich people building these bunkers now. You've seen these stories Mm -hmm. all over the place. I don't know if this was part of the play or not, but she goes on. I want to know what planet she's from. As the entrance tunnel stretched longer and deeper, I bought an electric yard cart and converted it into a mine cart. I used hundreds of concrete blocks and yards of hand-mixed concrete for the 30-foot entrance tunnel. (laughs) Set up a blower and air duct for ventilation. There is still a lot of work left to do, but I am having a blast and enjoying sharing this project with you. Well, thank you. I love this lady. Did I wondered. Does she ever say why she's building the tunnel? Not that I know or of. Or just because. Yeah. The, the part of the story was just that it got shut down. Yeah. She's sad and waiting to see if she can keep building. She's a weirdo. Yeah. A little bit. It's a little strange. I just didn't need pour the concrete in the tunnel <laughs> By the way, uh, in another news, you're not wanted by the police, correct, Scott? Not that I'm aware of. Or any restaurants for not, not paying a bill. Well, it was <laughs> it was a weird situation. Yeah. You left a restaurant without paying a bill. No, but well, it sounds worse than it is. Well, isn't that part true? It's part true, yes. Uh, but there was I had a dinner with uh, with my my uh, my girlfriend and her sister and myself. And uh, we, they had some wine. I don't drink, so I didn't wasn't imbibing with them. Mm-hmm. But they had a couple of glasses of wine apiece and a nice dinner. It was a nice, you know, mid level type restaurant, right? Yeah. And uh, the bill was rather significant, so I paid the bill and I went to the bathroom. We came back and they were like, "Yeah, we ordered a couple more glasses of wine." Okay, so with the, I mean, the meal was gone, everything was gone, and uh, they that so they had their two glasses of wine, right? I just assumed it was. Somebody else had paid for it, and then we realized nobody had paid for it. And I got a call from the restaurants like 10 minutes later saying, hey, he skipped out on the bill. Now, the issue is they had my phone number because I had to give them my phone number to get a reservation to get into the place where they could text me back and say, hey, your table's ready, right? Wow. So now they call me by my first name saying, hey, you got these two glasses (laughs) of wine you didn't pay for. I'm like, holy hell, it didn't get paid for. So anyway, uh, make a long story short, they have an online thing, and you go online, you pay your bill online, and that's it. Because they couldn't take my information over the phone. Got it. Okay. Although they already had it, so that which was weird too, but that didn't make any sense. But that's how it works. You okay. got scammed. I didn't give them any money. I didn't give them any money. You went online, though, and paid. I haven't yet, no. But oh, it's going to be taken care of today, yes. Oh, oh. so... As of right now, you're still a dying and dasher. <laughs> See, that's it. Sounds terrible, but it's, it, it, I, I, it really wasn't that way at all. It was just like one of those weird things where, you know, just didn't get taken care of. Yeah. So anyway, at any rate, it it will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. It was two glasses of wine, and I'm guessing twenty five bucks or something like that for a couple of glasses of wine. 
maybe a little more. Wow. Plus, I have a, you, you know, know, theft of labor. I mean. Theft of labor? Yes. I don't know what that means. You're going to put a tip on that? Yeah. Well, I, I could, I guess. I don't know if it's, a, I don't even know if it's available as an option. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't gone online to pay a bill I, I didn't pay. That, that's <laughs> particularly at a restaurant. That's all new to me, man. This is a new frontier. <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. Yeah, it was, you know. Okay. It was a, a great evening, and hopefully we'll get things squared away here. Yeah, I was keeping an eye on Van Camp, who's hopped up on the pain meds. Now I'm looking at the door to see if the cops are going to come in. Right. All right, yeah. we got to get to a news update more. Straight ahead. here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. You never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's why it's so important to plan ahead. Start the new year with Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies. In just a few clicks, you can find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off perfectly aged tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and even classic comfort meals. Go to OmahaSteaks.com, and when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. That's OmahaSteaks.com, promo code QUALITY at checkout for an extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Biden will be making a big speech and talking about Orange Man bad. Yep. Wants to end democracy. Remember, he was part of that insurrection. He called for an insurrection. If you remember. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. See, do you hear the insurrectionist? I heard it. Yeah. In his voice? Yep. The That's tone? He's used his, he uses code, like peacefully. Yeah. It the is, dog whistle. Yeah. It is really interesting that we apparently had this insurrection that was at the hands of the single most well-armed voting demographic in the history of humanity. 
Yes. And absolutely nobody. Nobody. Fired guns. No. At an insurrection. No. I know. What, they just forget? Then everybody was like, hey, Chewbacca guy, where's your guns? Yeah. Ah, forgot. Ah, oh, dang it, Jethro <laughs> was supposed to bring the guns. Dang it. I mean, what? Where's what? Ray Epps? Did Ray Epps bring the guns? Right. I mean. Well, it was a lazy insurrection. Did, lazy. did these MAGA insurrectionists like see the gun-free zone sign and say, "Well, can't <laughs> guess we can't bring our guns"? <laughs> Dang! <laughs> oh goodness! This me. was an all-out attempted coup. It really is hilarious. Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, other news out there: House Republicans are moving toward what? Oh, uh, contempt charges against Hunter Biden. Oh, you see, they're going to have a hearing and a markup session next week. I just keep thinking, like, I I know there's a process and all of that, but to me, I'm, I'm, you know, Democrats never really move that slowly unless there's a reason, unless they really are out there just sort of pounding the pavement, trying to get people on their side. But Democrats wouldn't wait this long. That's true. That's very true. Honestly. As we've mentioned before, we do this every day. There are so many different things all happening at one time. You forget some things that are still in play. The whole Hunter Biden thing. And then, you know, big news today. Did you know Trump's businesses made money from yeah. foreign countries during his presidency? Mm-hmm. Blockbuster story. God. What? Are you kidding? Well, he had international business interests. Well, it's like the media cycle gets so predictable. Like, you know different things are going to happen this year. You don't know exactly what the story is yet. You just know that it's going to happen. So, anyway, we got to get set up for our first Friday Five of 2024. Oh, yeah. It's a new year. It is. David mentioned this yesterday. Songs with new in the title. Oh, uh, N-E-W, correct? Yes. Not K-N-E-W. Just want to say for the record. Yes, new. As in it's a new year. Brand new. Mm -hmm. Yes. You sure that you didn't have any wine at dinner last night? Why? Just checking. Why? Because I said that. <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. I mean, hey, man, you got. There's a lot of K N E W songs. There I are. Just wondered. That's why I said it, just to clarify. But one thing we should probably clarify: that doesn't mean New York. That's city. That's different. Okay. Now, as far as the word news, yeah, uh, it wouldn't qualify for me, but it might for you, Scott. I didn't. I don't think I had anything in my five that had that in it. No. Okay. So the way we play this every week is we take all these songs, we figure out how big a hit or how iconic is the song, does it stand the test of time, how much you like it, and that's our five. If you want to get in early, the number, 1-888-485-MVCR. It's the Friday Five, songs with new in the title. Next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means our countdown to Friday 5. And it starts like this. Oh, 
countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Every Friday, our countdown, the Friday Five. It's a new year. It's the first countdown of the year. The greatest songs of all time with new in the title. Okay, the number again is 1-888-485-MVCR. 1-888-485-MVCR. This is a good list. It gets a little tough because you're going test the time, you're going how big a hit or how iconic was the song, and then your personal like. That's true. And I think, as it often goes, if we only did personal like, the list would look completely different. Oh, for sure. Yes. But you're trying to be true to the spirit of the countdown. Yeah. And as a new year, I think it's going to be kinder this year, as far as us three, the players on the show, mm-hmm. respecting one another's picks. I don't think we disagree on much. Oh, just wait. We'll see if we can hold back or not. Okay, who's up first today, David? Uh, let's talk to Jim in Portland. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Uh, just let you know, if you're ever stressed out, if you need anything, I can come down to the studio and make you some sandwiches. <laughs> I would love that. That would be you. great, Jim. Yes, yes. What is it with you and the freaking sandwiches? sandwiches. <laughs> I know. Hey. Well, I hope you guys had a great holiday and some time off with the family. I'm going to go with the Eagles, new kid in town. Well, yeah. Jim, that's a great new year for you. Yep. And happy new year to you. Number one. Johnny, come lately. Did we all have this at number one? I did not have this at number one. I think this was like number four for me. Okay. Personal like, I mean, it's fine. I just don't really like it all that much. Okay, David, I think you could vouch for me. Yeah. Um, As we were doing this yesterday, I mentioned it was my number one. But it was on the strength of how big a hit and its test of time. Yeah. Very, I mean, yeah. It's not a bad song. No, not you really all. like it, Scott. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not my favorite Eagles song. It's not even my top five Eagles songs. But it was a huge, but I huge don't hit. hate it. No, yeah, yeah, and it was so big. Yeah, very big. Okay, I, nice job, Jim. I, I would just be remiss if I didn't point out that that caller's name was Jim, and he called for the Eagles, which means that we finally found that Jim Eagle that Joe Biden had been talking about. Oh man. Nice what catch, David. Year. Even as hopped up on goofballs as you are today. That Maybe was, because of. That was good. It opened his mind. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mark in Virginia. Hey, Mark. What's going on, people? What's happening, Mark? Thanks for checking in, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and everybody out there in Radio Land. Let's go with, uh, how about uh, New Sensation by NXS? Come on, man. Just ripping them off one after another. Number two. Hey, are you ready for a new sensation? Scott Robin playing the hits at NXS. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, if you didn't know, Scott has quite a history in Top 40 Radio. I was in rock radio. We knew each other. We played this at Rock Radio, too. Yeah, I got a picture somewhere with Michael Hutchins. Was he a nice guy? Yeah. At least like in a meet and greet with fans Uh, and everything? Yeah, all the guys were good guys. There was a show I was supposed to and got the flu. And a buddy of mine went, and I remember him talking about how, well, it's now his wife. His girlfriend at the time was almost speechless around that guy. 
Like she, she could barely talk. She well, was so he was one of those guys. He walks in a room. He's the rock star. You know. Yeah. Something about those guys. Yeah. Handful of them. Yeah. Through the years. Are you going to say it, David? It's very unfortunate the way that poor guy went out. Well, it really. I is. wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah. Eesh. Did I read your mind there? Yeah, a little bit. You had that look on your face, like, mm. yeah, I can tell. All right, we're just on with the countdown. Here yeah. We go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really can't even. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey guys, love your show. Today I have a limerick for you. The uh-huh. NVCR show is legit. You always bring banter and wit. I tell all my friends, of course it depends, to listen or the puppy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> listen or the puppy gets it. That's right. Job, Woody. <laughs> yep. Love it. <laughs> well done. What you think of today? My, Tom Jones. What's new, Pussycat? Dude, we've had number one. We've had number two. Mm-hmm. And now... Number three. <laughs> what's new, Pussycat? Whoa! This was my number one. I don't blame you. I love it. Why do you hate the fun of Tom Jones, Scott? I, I don't. It's just watching. You're always talking about your cats on this show. But watching you guys and how much you love this song. I get giddy with it almost. <laughs> and I can say this, David. Yeah. Your kids are under five right now. Mm-hmm. If you just bust that out every few months, they will grow to love it. But at a certain age, then it creeps them out. Yeah, but never stop singing it around the house. Yeah. That's my advice. It's like waltz time, too, which is nice. You can waltz to it. <laughs> that was a big song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, no way is somebody going to come in with number four. No way. I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. All Let's right. talk to Joey in Salem. Hey, Joey. Hey, happy Friday, guys. Yo, Joey. Happy Friday to you. It's been a while. I haven't been able to call in. Too busy. Oh, sorry to hear oh, that, man. man. But I better start the year off right by calling in on Friday 5. There you go, man. Yeah, well done. What you thinking? So, so uh, the first thing that popped in my head is probably the only song by this band that I can Tolerate, and that would be New Year's Day by U2. Joey. Wow, well played, dude. Good job. Number four. Do you ever have this thought? You wonder to yourself, how many times in my life have I heard this song? The early days of MTV, that was one of the few videos they had. They played it all the time. Yeah. It was always on, too. And just through the years, and I guess rock radio and everything else. Yeah, that's a big song. No doubt about it. Huge band in the day. I guess still are. I mean, they still put butts in the seats. Well, that whole thing in Vegas, yeah. that was pretty big. People were raving about that. But a new U2 album comes out. You mm. used to get excited, Scott. I don't anymore, no. Yeah. I haven't for a while, unfortunately. No, a lot of people like that. David has that look on his face like he's glazed over from the mm-hmm. pain medication. Yeah. He's like, I've never lived at a time when I was excited about a new U2 record. Never. I <laughs> never have. All the best stuff was pretty much already out there by the time. Yeah, he was came waltzing into the world. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Okay, so we've got one through four for the Friday Five, songs with new in the title. Who is next? I don't know. I'm just wondering if we're going to get the clean sweep here. Uh, Because we've gotten one, two, three, and four. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Hey, how you guys doing? Great, Donnie. How you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, my idea of a good song is Huey Lewis and the News, I Want a New Drug. You know, I guess say, Donnie, th- this should have lined up perfectly. Yes. And that should, and at least in my opinion, been number five. I Did you have it in your five, David? I did. I did, too. Scott, did you? Nope. Really? You know I'm not a big Huey guy. But that was a big hit. I know. I know. Huge. Do you like that song? No. Really? No. Never have. Because you want the same old drug? Hey, man. He you just want to stick with it? He ripped off Ray Parker and Ghostbusters on that one. Wait a second. I thought I, that was backwards. Yeah, it's the other way around. How dare you? Look, man. I got so sick and tired of playing Huey Lewis records. That you're now accusing him of plagiarism? Yeah. This upstanding? What? I didn't accuse him of that. You You just said he ripped off Ray Parker and Ghostbusters. It was the other way around. (laughs) Was it the other way around? Yes. (laughs) I I can't even remember now. You That was out in the 80, what, 7, 88? It was 84. That was an 84? Well, that's when the song was big. Oh, okay. When was Ghostbusters big? 84. I mean, it wasn't that long right after it. Okay. It's the way I remember it. You going to look this up, That's David? probably Make why sure? I don't remember who ripped off who. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that you're the front man for Huey Lewis and the fake news, Scott. <laughs> I, I may very well be in this one. In this case, I may very well be. I remember the case. Scott! I don't remember exactly how it went down, though. Or even if there was a judgment. Because I can't remember if there was or there wasn't. Because there's that ding, 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 ding thing in it. Okay. Yeah, a lawsuit accusing Parker of basing the song's melody on Huey Lewis and the news of the song, I Want a New Drug, resulted in Lewis, uh, Huey Lewis receiving a settlement. Got a settlement. Okay. I love Huey Lewis and the fake news. Scott Robbins and the fake news. That is the new band. <laughs> it really was. I feel bad about that. Apologies to Huey Lewis because I honestly thought Ray Parker was the one that was aggrieved, <laughs> not the other way around. Okay. We're still looking for number five. Uh, number again is 1-888-485-MVCR. Again, 1-888-485-MVCR. We're going to see who ripped off who and much more straight ahead. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And HelloFresh couldn't agree more. That's why they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy tasty recipes delivered to your door, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. Because HelloFresh knows that you're not just hungry at dinner time. In fact, they're here to meet your every mealtime need. With a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, and desserts that you can easily add to every order. HelloFresh also 
helps you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, making sticking to a routine easier than ever. This year, make eating better and saving money a priority. Join today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update in the Robbins trifecta coming up. We got to finish up our first Friday Five of 2024, songs with new in the title. And there was a little bit of controversy. We had New Kid in Town from the Eagles at number one, New Sensation from NXS at two, Tom Jones' What's New Pussycat at three, New Year's Day U2 at four. Then we got a call for Huey Lewis in the news. I want a new drug for five. David voted for it. I voted for it. Scott didn't, so it was out. Scott said, you know, Huey ripped off Ray Parker Jr. in Ghostbusters. Yeah, it turns out it was the other way around. Yeah, it was the other way around. And then, of course, somebody put a a mashup together. Yeah. Same song. And there's... There's more of a story behind that. Well, it's kind of interesting because Ray Parker has denied, or in the past, denied that he ripped him off consciously. Except in 2004, the filmmakers for Ghostbusters said they actually did use Huey Lewis in the news as I want a new drug in the initial draft just as a placeholder for the soundtrack of Ghostbusters. So they tried to hire Huey Lewis to do the, uh, the, the soundtrack. And Huey Lewis said no. They also tried to uh, hire Lindsey Buckingham. Lindsey Buckingham said no because he had already done vacation and he didn't want to be known as a soundtrack artist. Right. Um, But so they get Ray Parker and they say, hey, can you record a song for us? He had a few days to come up with something, but they gave him a copy of Ghostbusters that had the placeholder soundtrack in it, which included I Want a New Drug. Wow. So he's like, well, I already know this works. So (laughs) I'll just go with it. That's hilarious. Okay. See the things you learn on the countdown, huh? I know. And now back to the countdown. Yes. Uh, Let's talk to Matt in Idaho. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Uh Matt. Happy Friday. How are you, man? Hey, hanging in there, just trying to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, man, understand that. Well, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta go with my boys from uh, Canada. Rush, a new world man. Yes, yes. Number five. You know, they they totally ripped this off of Ray Parker. I heard that. Wait a second. 
You're the Rush fan on this show, Scott. Yeah. Did you have this in your five? Yeah. He had it pretty high. I think it was like number okay. two. Wow. I love the song. I love the song. It was their only only top forty hit ever. That was it. Like you, at number thirty eight or what? something. Like not a top forty band. No, never were. No, didn't need to be. No, no, sold a boatload of records. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Okay, so we got our five. There's still great honorable mentions. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Tammy calling from California. Hey, Tammy. Hi. No, this is Kyle. Kyle, California. I'm sorry, Kyle. Uh, David's on no drugs. Worries. Yeah, I'm on drugs, Kyle. I apologize. He really is. There's nothing new here in California. <laughs> there you go. No, sir. How you guys doing? Doing great. What you thinking uh, for a song with new in the title? James Brown. Papa's got a brand new bag. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and sing it, Scott. No Papa's got, got a brand new bag. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, who's next? Jump so back and kiss myself. <laughs> uh, let's talk to uh, Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, my pick this week is for a, uh, a band that was actually formed in Portland, and that is Everclear with I Will Buy You a New Life. Well done. I will buy you a garden. There's this story behind this song, too. Well, this was the, the very first uh, song that I ever recorded as a singer. Not the Everclear. I mean, obviously, I wasn't the lead singer of Everclear at the age of 10, uh, but in a little home studio. I like this. Do we have that somewhere? Oh, heck no. That, uh, <laughs> seri- that, that I'm not actually just keeping from you. That was actually done on an old Tascam uh, oh, wow. uh, like eight track mixer okay. where you had to actually like physically bounce tracks from one tape to the next. So it was on a, a piece of cassette tape and that's gone. I have no idea. You were idea doing that at 10 years old? Yeah. You're bouncing tracks at I'm 10 years old. I'm a dork. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't you do DJ recordings when you were young? Yeah. It, they're kind of the same thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. I, I had a little cassette recorder. I wasn't bouncing tracks around on a task cam. Got it. You know, there was one song I wanted to make sure to play for Scott because he loves it. Song with new in the title. And he played it a lot. Some Duran Duran for you, Scott? You like that? No? No, I'm okay. not a fan of Duran Squared. How about Dead Eye Dick? I re- kind of remember this song. I love song. this song. Dumb and dumber, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Oh, yeah. What a great way to end the countdown there. All right, biggest story today, David. That line, it really hurts to laugh. It just, but it cracks me up, man. Yeah, the reason David's on drugs is because of back injury, a muscle. Is it a tear yeah, or a it's pull? Yeah, a tear. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah, we got to get to the story behind that. He was fending off a home burglar. No. That's not true. It was a dog. Yeah, I know. You know. Yes, wasn't fending it off. You were you it were was, holding like two dogs in two different leashes. Right. It was well, and it, I, I have it on good authority that it was one of the dogs that Biden kicked out of the White House. Oh, oh see, there you one go. One of those hellhounds. Yeah, you can't trust him. <laughs> All right, we got to get to a news update, and then you got your trifecta, Scott. Yeah. Scott Robbins, top three coming up right here.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to the Robbins trifecta, Nancy Pelosi speaking. This doesn't happen so often anymore. Uh, Probably a good thing. Yeah, probably a good thing. Yeah, former Speaker of the House, uh, still a representative, Democrat Nancy Pelosi, is suddenly all about states' rights, you know. Out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, states states have their own governments that can handle things, at least when it comes to removing Donald Trump from the ballot. This was on CNN. Okay. Do you think it's a good idea for states to remove Donald Trump from their ballots? Of course she does. That's up to the states. Uh, what I think is a good idea for us to make sure people know what is at risk in the election. Uh, I won't go into the courts and the law and all of that. Different states have different laws. We have a different law in California relating to that. Mm -hmm. But what's important is what matters to the American people and their families at that kitchen table. And you have to keep bringing it back to that because that's what is important to our country. But what happened on January 6th, January 6th is related to that. Wait a second. January 6th. You could have had the National Guard there. Trump called for the National Guard the day before on January 5th. Pelosi stopped it. Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., didn't want the optics. So that's why the National Guard wasn't there. Yeah. This, quote, insurrection. That is so maddening. I, I like how they're trying to actually marry the two things, right? Kitchen table issues and January 6th. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, what happened on January 6th is directly tied to you and your personal budget. Mm, no, it's not. Not at all. You can always tell, too, when they get those sort of talking points. Because in that interview, that was the second time she said kitchen table issues. Yeah. Right. And again, they are trying to paint a completely different picture than even what's in polling. Yeah. Dude, as far they, as the economy goes. They can't run on their record. The only thing they can run on is scaring the hell out of people. That's it. That's all Biden's going to do from here on out. He's got nothing else. That is true. He's got nothing. I mean, you shoot holes and everything else. You know, gas was $4. Now it's $3. And it's a drop of blank percent. And he's done all these playing around with numbers crap. And, you know, nobody believes it because we live in the real world. Yeah. I always, more than anything, I guess, pay attention to independents and where they're at in different polls. Yeah. And sometimes you can't even trust the polls. No. But you definitely get the sense that people are not believing what they're trying to sell. I agree with that. Right now. Um, as far as the whole Epstein story and where we're at right now, what is your biggest takeaway after what we've seen this week? Because I'll go ahead and just give you mine. Okay. It's, <laughs> It's that the media is taking this and making it seem like, well, this isn't that big a deal I mean, yeah. so far. I mean, all these names that have been, you know, mentioned this report, I mean, they haven't done anything wrong. And there's a lot to be made of this, but it's things that people, you know, basically already knew. When again, this isn't the Epstein client list. That should be the bigger story. Where is the entire client list? Yeah. What about, I mean... We knew that the feds had obtained all this stuff from his places. I mean, like CDs, stuff, I mean, blackmail stuff that he had on all of these different leaders. Where's that part of the story? Well, you know, it wasn't just names. I mean, he had more than that. Yeah. 
Yes. So all the video that was supposed to be accompanying all this? Yes. Stockpiled? So what happened to all of that? I don't it's know. It's just all of a sudden just gone? Yeah. And no one seems to be wanting to ask the questions? And then we had, you know, some different clips from this Tucker Carlson interview with Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, who at first believed that he committed suicide, but then after the autopsy report said, so, you know, I wasn't too sure of that anymore. And going through all these different details and information that he's tried to get from different people, and he just cannot get it. Right. Even like how the body was found in the cell, because it didn't match up with different people that had seen the body and looked at the neck and saying that's completely inconsistent with someone that would have hung themselves. Just a little piece of that interview. The, the, those broken bones, are not they're seen in strangulation, but because he had three bones, it's also from a karate chop to the neck will break bones like that. Yes. And that seems to be what I've spoken to military people, a preferred way of killing people is you karate chop them in the neck really hard, you collapse their windpipe, and that yeah. disorients them and incapacitates them. And then usually they just break their neck or you can strangle them. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. The, no. the, uh -huh. With this story? Well, cracking the hyoid bone, which is what, that's what collapses the windpipe essentially. Mm -hmm. So you, you literally, you physically can't get air into your lungs when that happens. And usually in the case of a strangulation, especially if you're not talking about, you know, like a old West hanging where you're, right. there's that sudden drop and stop motion. But if somebody is hanging themselves in his case from what is bunk bed. Yes. I, I, the idea of the hyoid bone breaking like that is really really rare correct but as far as the karate chop part i had not heard that brought up that was with this too. Case. like yep. was that part of it and yep. it, just a little bit more of that to go so on but the, the breaks in his neck are more consistent with a karate chop than a soft what's called a soft hanging you know when you tie something around your neck and you sit down or hang yourself from something soft like you know unfortunately robin williams or andre you know the uh Bourdain, was it, who killed himself? Anthony Bourdain. Right, those are soft hangings, as opposed to, you know, Brooks in the Shawshank Redemption, who stood on a chair and sort of jumped off. That's a hard hanging. That will snap the bones in your neck. But that wasn't what happened with Jeff. Oh, these, it's crazy. I man. just, I'm, I'm just heard a term in my head. No, I've never heard before either. Which soft is? hanging and hard hanging. I'd never heard that before. I remember that someone when. This was in the news and, you know, different reports and different people, autopsy experts were talking about those different things. And it's one of those things you're trying to retrieve it in your brain. What was that again? Yeah. But as far as the soft and what was the other one? Hard hanging. Yeah. It's not one that comes right to the forefront. And then to, for him to recall movies where as an example of hard hanging versus soft hanging is. But it's everything else. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it paints a hell of a picture. I mean, you get it right away when he says it. Okay, and maybe I'm the only one. I don't think so. When you see all the different parts of that story, just the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, I can't make that make sense at all. No. There's too many things that don't add up, but no one seems to be interested in looking into but it. But getting anymore. back to soft hanging, they say it was a soft hanging with him, with Epstein. Yeah, but it doesn't and check out. it couldn't out. have been. Be uh, right. It, I know. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. All right, are you ready for your three Yeah, seven? let's go. It's time. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time. Yes, it's the Scott Robbins trifecta with his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. All right, weekend, buddy. Coming by or not? Yes. Good. Finally. I'm ready. Finally. Three. More than some pizza. <laughs> Number three, uh, Broadway Good. ticket sales. <laughs> there you go. Broadway ticket sales are declining. Yeah, there are. Um, and, and really, this is the only way anything's ever going to change, is when you see, start to see the economic impact on the what is the reason people come into Manhattan or New York City. Broadway shows saw a 17% decrease in attendance for the 22-23 season compared to 2018-19, which was the last full season oh, before God. COVID. Now, a new survey is out there asking people, hey, why aren't you coming down to see this anymore? And they listed, number one, safety concerns. We're afraid we might get killed if we come down there to Broadway and see a show. Wow. And, of course, the impact on that is widely felt throughout. Sure. Because you've got restaurants, hotels, and everything that goes with it. And, again, if you want change, real change, this is the way to get it done. Once it starts impacting the big dollar moves, oh yeah, then you start to see some sort of change. But that's why people don't want to go. They're afraid to go, particularly if they're coming from out of the city into New York, from either one of the suburbs or coming from somewhere else in the U.S. to go to Broadway and see shows in New York. Totally understandable. They don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Yeah, this guy, Robin's trifecta, his top three up to number two. Uh, number two, New Jersey is now another state that's complaining about the border crisis. You know, I want to take you back a little bit to uh, Governor Murphy and what he was saying. Uh, you know, just a while back, he was criticizing Ron DeSantis after 50 migrants showed up at Martha, Martha's Vineyard. Uh, you know, he said he would gladly welcome immigrant flights from Texas and Florida with open arms. Oh, really? He said, I'm outraged at Governor DeSantis' heartless attempt to exploit vulnerable Venezuelan migrants. See, Phil wanted everyone to know that they are welcome to come to his feathered little rodent nest, as, they, as is in the story. So now, people then wanted to fulfill his wishes. Right, and now people are coming, and he's got the Get the F Out program <laughs> rolling right now. He said uh, New Jersey officials are making sure the Big Apple doesn't dump the out-of-control migrant mass on their state. <laughs> And are even deploying cops to usher asylum seekers from the U.S. border onto Manhattan-bound New Jersey transit trains and making them go into the city instead. Now, Phil says the reason they're doing this is because, well, New York can absorb this, the city. We oh. can't. Uh, Wait a second. I thought he said we'd welcome He people. did. Oh. While damning DeSantis, while damning Abbott, while damning all those people for exploiting the poor migrants. Yes. Unsurprising. Yeah. See it all the time. And the countdown continues. Yes, it does. Scott Robbins trifecta. And finally, yes. one. Uh, number one, a guy is suing Dunkin' Donuts, and I'll let you take it from there, Scott. Uh, Paul Kerouac is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit that was filed this past Wednesday in state court in uh, Orlando, Florida, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries Following the explosion of a toilet, he copped a squat in a men's room of a Dunkin' Donuts in Winter Park, California, Florida, just a year ago. It exploded? Yes, after the explosion. <laughs> Left Kerouac, they say, covered in human feces, oh, urine, and debris. No. 
No. He walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store manager. An employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet since there had been previous incidents. Hold on a second. They were aware of the problem that it was going to explode? Well, there was some gurgling apparently going on. Oh, no. Come on. According to the lawsuit, Kerouac suffered various physical and psychological injuries because of the incident. He said it's possible that he's dealing with PTSD, which oh, stands sure. for post-toilet stress disorder. Well, every time you go down to, you know, sit on the toilet, you're going to be thinking of that. According to his lawyer, the plaintiff requires mental health care and counseling as a direct result of the trauma experienced in the restroom. He has a continuing trauma from this event. Well, yeah, I understand that. Well, it's hard to argue with this. I mean, if it happened to me, I'm sure I'd have trauma as well. I already do some of those places. What do you mean? Like at a Dunkin' Donuts? Well, anywhere you gotta you, you gotta turn one around. I'm, <laughs> Hell yeah. God, I, 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna ask any other questions. No, no, I just like, you have it. Thank just you. Just like to get Mason. somewhere where I know it's tidy and clean. That's oh, all. I can, you know, well, he sometimes. Asked, <laughs> He said, doctor, is there anything that I can do to avoid using public restrooms? And the doctor said, depends. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> that you, is Casey. fantastic. <laughs> okay. Ah. I got no other questions. I do, but I'm not going to say them. All right. We got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And HelloFresh couldn't agree more. That's why they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy tasty recipes delivered to your door, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. Because HelloFresh knows that you're not just hungry at dinner time. In fact, they're here to meet your every mealtime need. With a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, and desserts that you can easily add to every order. HelloFresh also helps helps you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, making sticking to a routine easier than ever. This year, make eating better and saving money a priority. Join today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. 
Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off perfectly aged tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and even classic comfort meals. Go to omahasteaks.com, and when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code QUALITY at checkout for an extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, man. I just saw this from the failing New York Times. Time to mask again. COVID has resurged, causing rising hospitalizations and death. One reason too few Americans are vaccinated. (laughs) Only 19% of Americans have chosen to get the updated vaccine. What is this now? The seventh? I honestly lost track. I didn't. It's I, at least too. the fourth, right? Well, oh, I thought there was that. I thought maybe it's the fifth one. I, for some reason, I'm. I, I got seven as the magic number. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's. I don't know maybe if it's five still or six or. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, as you bury it, you see all the scary percentages. There's been this X percentage spike in hospitalizations and whatnot. You're talking about. Right now, uh, uh, about 1,200 COVID-related deaths a week, which is one-eighth what it was in 2021. Well, that would be... So this is in line with flu stats. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Almost seems less than regular flu. A lot of people do expect this this year, though going to try to bring back the masks and all of that well mm-hmm. got an election coming up right okay but didn't the left admit the mask didn't work oh no no they're still on that yeah there's still states doing it now all or- the different research and studies that have been out that show it didn't work with kids in schools it didn't work at all but they're still going to it okay all right Nimrods, did we already start it? Seems like it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We go to South Bend, Indiana. We got some friends there. They weren't a part of this, though. Uh, This was a group of 10 people. Went out to a seafood place called Wild Crab. Um, they were trying to avoid leaving a tip, cheapskates. Um, the restaurant automatically has 18% gratuity for groups of six people or more. So the 10 people split up into two groups of five, sat at different tables, and then pretended like they didn't know each other. <laughs> okay. Well, the employees saw exactly what was going on, charged them 18% gratuity anyway. That caused a huge fight. They're like, we need to speak to the manager. Someone in the group then pulled out some pepper spray, used it on the manager. Oh, man. And then used it on another manager while being kicked out. So then the restaurant called the cops to file a report. Paradimic, or paramedics treated the two people who got pepper sprayed. And they will be charged. Dang. Oh, and then this 49-year-old woman in Florida punched her elderly father on Christmas during an argument about his oxygen machine beeping too loud. Gee. 
New Year's resolution, maybe? And that's Nimrod's in the news.